This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel Extra. We're back after a week away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rich, say something really sexy in that really sexy voice you've got at the moment. I don't have a sexy voice. I have a blocked up nose, sore throat voice. It isn't sexy. <laughs> Some people like the croakiness. Some people find blocked noses sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have COVID. All right. I'm just. Don't feel quite as bad as I did. <laughs> you look great. Do I? I feel like crap. No. Yeah, you look like crap. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but you're back, and we're back, and we've seen a sequel. We're back on track. Uh, sadly, we had to miss the Nun 2 uh, film yeah. review. Yeah. I, you know, I've I seen it, Rich. You would have hated it. And... <laughs> and I I will go and see it because we'll do it for another slice. So I will go and see it because another slices. I care about you, so I'm going to put myself through watching the Nun too. I haven't watched the Nun one yet, but I'll probably watch that as well. We'll go to that. But I watched the Nun too, and I couldn't remember a thing about the Nun one. I was like, I've definitely seen this first film, but and you know it didn't matter anyway we're not doing that film today we are doing the third entry in the paro paro how do you say his name paro paro yeah hercule paro hercule paro i can't do accents or names or anything like that so this is going to be brilliant but we're doing the third film in that the, trilogy. Yeah, the Kenneth Bla- Branner Poirot <laughs> series. What are you going to call him? Blanner. Blanner. I nearly did. I nearly did. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so we've had, uh, what we've had, we've had Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. And we've had Death of the Nile. Death yeah. on the Nile? Death on the death Nile. The, yeah. It's not Death of the Nile. No, the, the Nile is still alive. Um, <laughs> it's Death on the Nile. And then we're going to, this is the, the Haunting of Venice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not one that I... So I'd heard of Murder on the Orient Express and I'd heard of Death on the Nile. Haunting in Venice is not one that I knew of beforehand. Do you know why, before we go into synopsis world? No. Because it's not really a complete story. It is Uh, a short story called The Halloween Party that uh, Agatha Christie wrote. 
and they've adapted that and expanded it massively. That makes to sense. Make a pretty much a whole new story. So this isn't really an Agatha Christie story. This is the 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 DNA's there and maybe the setup there. I'm not yeah. quite sure is there. Do you but, know what? Uh, that makes a lot not. of sense. It does. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? So before we delve into this this ride of which is a slightly different film from the other two, Rich, can you give us your brilliant synopsis but everyone's been waiting for this for ages yeah i'll, I'll give it a go <laughs> okay so take the film takes place in venice poirot is now retired um mm-hmm. very much ignoring requests for people to for him to do detective work and he's kind of exiled himself in in venice um he is convinced to go to a seance by um tina fey not, I mean, I can't remember what a character's called. Ariadne, Ariadne Oliver, that's her name. His friend mm. Ariadne, Ariadne Oliver turns up. She is the person who wrote books about him, made him famous. She is Agatha Christie, essentially, and oh. she's she's turned up to convince him to go to this séance at a Halloween party uh, where one of the guests is murdered. No, well, two of the guests are murdered. Um, and obviously he's trying to figure out who the murderer is, but he's also trying to solve the case of a dead girl who is there trying to contact contact in the seance. I, I, yeah, and things happen. Brilliant. I, I thought you were going to leave out the the, the murder that why he went to the house. Yeah, I nearly did. Place. I nearly did. <laughs> Which drives the whole story, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So the whole the whole real story is a girl died. A year is it a year ago? It is a year ago. Yeah, a girl died a year ago, and that's what the séance is about: is to try and find out the circumstances in which she died because they are suspect. It's a mystery. Was it suicide? Was it murder? Was it a horrible accident? Nobody knows. Was it ghosts? Was it ghosts? Because apparently this house is also haunted by dead children. Because doctors mm. and nurses have locked them in there. Yeah, so plague bit basically. Yeah, so it was a it was an orphanage originally, and and it all was fine until the plague hit, and do- the doctors and nurses, fearing for themselves, locked the children in the basement and left them to die whilst escaping from the plague. <sighs> Cheery, pretty dark stuff, isn't it? <laughs> really dark. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like the other two films in this series, there is a bit of a star-studded. Cast. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say not quite as glittered and not quite as problematic. No, uh, oh, definitely not. No, as the last two in the I first mean, one. Not you yet. Had. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not yet. I wonder which one of these are going to be problematic. And my money's on the little boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's very annoyed. Uh, so the first one was Johnny Depp, and the second one was Arnie Hammer, Gal Gadot, and now Russell Brand. So yeah. we're not going to go into that. But Richard. Yes. I can imagine you're big, big fans of these films. Do you know what? I quite like the first one. I thought it was all right. I thought the second one was okay. The cast were a, a mostly annoying in places. I am not sure about this one. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a downward slope into this one. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, did you see the previous two on cinema or were they... Uh... On home watching. Uh, I saw the last one. I saw this, the second one. Did we watch it at the cinema? Did we do a review for this? We didn't. I watched it at the cinema. You watched it at the cinema. That. I watched it at home. The first one I definitely watched at home. 
yeah yeah so no this is the first one i've seen in the cinema and are you a, a fan of the agatha christie poro i don't i don't mind you know, agatha previous christie. films the peter fuck what his name Os, Os, osman uh, I don't anyway know. it doesn't matter but, him <laughs> yeah um and david and the david Sutton, david suchet I know yes. the David Suchet ones, TV. TV movies. Never been a massively into Poirot. I kind of, I've, yeah, kind of like seen a few, like everyone, I guess, has. If you've grown up in Britain, essentially, you can avoid a Poirot every now and then. Quite like an yeah. Agatha Christie Sun- kind Sunday of. Sunday afternoon. Yeah, quite like an Agatha Christie kind of murder mystery when it's a good one. When it's a bad one, it tends to be very bad, I find. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I liked the first one. I thought the second one was okay. I think this one is a little less than okay. Okay. I'm going to disagree. So I like the second one more than the first one, weirdly, okay. for some reason. Right. I just had more more fun with it watching the second one. I just think I dislike the cast more in the second one. That is 100% right. But what that cast does to have is French and Saunders. True, true. So, you know. Yeah, it's got that going for it. But the first one's got Olivia Coleman and Judy Dench, and that's how they kind of marketed those first mm. couple of films. And I can't remember them ever like doing brilliantly. Like everyone, I'm, I, they're one of these trilogies that keep having another film in the series and thinking, oh, it must have made enough money to them to push on for another one. Because I didn't think they were hugely successful or hugely well received. But mm. Kenneth Branagh just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. God bless him at this time. Yeah, with the, the most. Fabulous Tash. Not, I don't think his Tash is quite as good in this one as it in the last one. The last one, no. it, was, it took up most of his face and it was yeah. a really... Uh, I a guess these must not cost that much money to make and probably make a decent return, which is why they keep making them. Mm. Because it's quite, it's quite a singular location. All of them are quite singular locations, aren't they? So, they... Well, the first one's a, the train. Yeah. The second one's a boat. And this one's, and the third a, one's a, house. a house. So... Yeah, they don't really stray from that very much. So <laughs> no, I imagine they're relatively cheap movies to make. Yes. And so they probably make a profit, which is probably why we keep getting them. <laughs> I shouldn't because these are the kind of like, budgeted films that I want more of. Yeah. And also, if your lead actor is also your director, you're saving a chunk of change there, aren't you? By having one person doing two jobs. And how, how do you feel he does in this role? Do you feel his his French Belgium accent is a little bit? Oh no, his, uh, his accent's ridiculous. His <laughs> accent's like from Hello Hello, isn't it? It's 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 awful. Like it's a terrible accent. Um, but, but isn't that what slightly makes it like entertaining? I find him quite entertaining as well. Yes, me I do. Too. It's yeah, weird, isn't it? It is weird. I think he's really hammy, but I think that's that kind of suits it. I think that's yeah. That's all right. I don't mind that at all. Do you feel like some of the other characters don't lean into that as much as maybe he as that character does? Yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone else is in a, in this. Uh, apart from maybe Tina Fey, I think everyone yes. else is in a different movie. Like, <laughs> yes, very much. But isn't again? That's the tone of they're trying to make a different feel of this movie, aren't they? Because mm. they're turning to more of a the horror, yeah. ghosty Halloween. Do you know what? It's set on Halloween night. It doesn't feel like an Agatha Christie story, so that's why it doesn't surprise me that this isn't a proper... Mm. This is based on a short, because it feels like a departure from that kind of Agatha Christie kind of narrative structure. 
that you would normally get. It doesn't feel it felt feels more about like trying to scare you and trying to make you jump than it does about the mystery. Which, by the way, I figured out in about twenty minutes. <laughs> I, I, we're going to try and not spoil it because I I don't think. Oh, you don't want us to spoil it? Okay. No, because I don't All think right. many people have gone to the cinema to see it. Okay. Okay. I don't know how your screening was. It was quite. Mine was, mine was quite full. Okay, that's good. Mostly old women all talking halfway, most way through it. Yeah, lots of old people in mine as well. <laughs> and at the end, they came out and they said, "Do you know what? I really like that. I re- I'm glad I saw that. I like Kenneth Branagh. He's really good." Someone behind me went, "Well, that was really obvious." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I I worked out the big bit, I mm. believe. Of why certain things were happening, yeah. And I was like, "Well, that's that's obvious," but mm. I couldn't. I don't know if I really wanted to try and guess the murderer kind of thing. I was kind of letting that wait until the end and see. Oh, try I fully how... like. I mean, li- literally five minutes after being introduced to the characters, I was like, "That's the murderer." <laughs> <laughs> oh, two hours ago. <laughs> Let's just see how he wraps this up, and he's. You know, flamboyant. Relatively, relatively zippy movie though. It didn't drag. Like, no, you know, um, hour and forty-five ish. I think. I think you're right. An hour and forty-three minutes. So that's that's quite nice. That's right into my sweet spot. No, yeah. I, I I hate to keep. When I came out, I said to my wife, and I like, I hate to sound it, but I'm going to sound like Rich here. It's fine. It is fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's not offensive in any way. It's not going to like annoy you in any way it's not gonna be like think that's the best film ever but at home mm. for an hour and 45 minutes on a, like a saturday or sunday night i think this might work really well yeah i think you know venice looks nice but then for most of the movie you are strapped into that that building yeah most of the movie it's dark and raining so and they're they're trying to trying to scare you in different ways than the previous two films. Uh, were you scared at all, Rich, in your very ill forms? No. Uh, no. Any of those jumps get you? No. No, sadly not. I was quite up for a jump scare. I thought it might like help clear my sinuses out a bit, but no, didn't get any, I'm afraid. Oh, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, the one that would have got me, I'd already seen in the trailer. So like... yeah, the trailer. I think the trailer for this film is is quite good because mm. it does it makes it look like a horror movie, a different film. Because I think yeah. they know the problems they've had with the previous two films, and they've relied too much on the cast. And every time they release one of their films, one of those casts are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, and it's always hampered uh, the PR mm. for these films, like always is uh so i think on this film like let's try and get the story uh and the trailer do the talking and then they obviously they released it in a period where the, the cast can't promote the film <laughs> so really there is another problem yeah yeah true although you know at least none of touch wood none of them have done anything bad yet <laughs> I can look at this cast and I think these are all good people and I couldn't have said the same about the other t- casts. Yeah, that's true. That is because true. the cast here is re- is interesting. It's not quite a story. I mean, Michelle Yeoh's in there, Jamie Doran. Yeah. I and believe Tina sometimes he's, 
He's in a different film. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Dorman is definitely in a different film. Um, Bless that. And what I think most of them, like I say, I think, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, like Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh, definitely in a completely different film to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You've got the bad guy from John Wick 2, Ricardo Sham. Shamaco. Oh yeah, that guy. I knew I recognised him from somewhere. He's got the most terrifying eyes and mm. face uh, for me. There's Ke- Kelly Riley uh, playing the mum from, well, famous now I would say for for Yellowstone, but she has been in many other things. I've not seen Yellowstone, but I do know her. From, I do recognise her from somewhere. People love Yellowstone. Like Sherlock Holmes or something. I've seen Sherlock Holmes. The, Maybe the, the um. Um, the Jude Law and Robert Down Jr. Robert Down Jr. one. Is she in that? She's in Pride and Prejudice. Yes, she is. Uh, okay. Well done. That's Eden I Lake. I've not seen, seen that Eden? either. No. It's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Uh, so the cast is, I think, they're all. They're not, it's not full of superstars. You've got a couple, you've got a few stars and then some, le- some probably lesser known actors, I would yes. say. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like the others where they're fully star-studded. Yeah, which I think is, works better. Yeah, I kind of do too. In, in this story, um, which is different to the other stories. Yeah. And I just, it's nice-paced. Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post-workout snack, choose the farm-fresh taste of Eggland's Best Eggs. Only Eggland's Best Hens are fed their proprietary all-vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and six times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Why are we both like, uh, I mean, did you stay awake for all of it for your illness? No, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very nearly nodded off in the middle. I've got to be honest. I was yeah. feel, I was feeling quite poorly. And I was there was a point where I was like, why have I done this for? Like, <laughs> I, was feeling, I was feeling pretty ill. And I was like, oh, I should just be, I could be at home with a lemsip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's not just you. I think that is a little bit of the film because there's a lot happening in the beginning and the end kind of ramps up with the whole reveal. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I found it, I found it all a bit unsatisfying, really. Like, I don't know if it's because it was, I found it so easy to, like, I guess who the killer was and what had happened, like, really early on. Like, <laughs> and so then it was just a case of spotting stuff. Like, there are a few things that happen and you're like, ah. 
Yeah, that's like like they were really obvious. Like it wasn't like, oh, look this thing, and you're like, mm. well, that's got something to do with it, then, hasn't it? <laughs> isn't that's the half the fun though, isn't it? Of these meant to be the half fun of these, yeah. these kind of pictures that you're trying but to get. Those in the clues. other ones, there are more like red herrings and stuff. This seemed to not have any red herrings. This was like full on, like just here's a thing. Uh, uh. I, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I do agree with that. To be honest, it is um, it's it does lack it. It lacks the campness of the second one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. it does definitely, and it it uh, and it lacks uh, it lacks a lot the, of the, the fun. scope. Yeah, the yeah, one. and it lacks the fun. I think. Yeah, like the first two are quite fun. Like it's, you feel like Poirot's having fun figuring these things out, and this one he feels like he's quite laboured and bored and doesn't really want to be there. And obviously, he's well, you know, not well, to do spoilers, but <laughs> yeah, we don't don't want to do spoilers. But obviously, like he's. Not himself through most of the movie. Yes. So, and at the beginning, he's retired, and I couldn't. Mm. Is he retired because he just doesn't want to be that man anymore? I or guess is so. It's something because you find about his uh, war background in the second one, mm. uh, and obviously, death always follows you. And there's there's that theme that runs through this film as well. Yeah. But is there a certain point that I miss somewhere that he's haunted by his own? I don't know. I didn't get any sense of it, to be honest. Mm. Like, it's strange, isn't it? It's it's a tough film to to review and talk about when we're trying not... I really do think if we don't do spoilers, it'll really help people because this is the kind of film... There's lots of films you can talk about uh, before you've watched it and reviewed. Like, we, you know, like you can't really spoil this film because it, it plays A, B and C. But mm. with a, a murder who done it film, it's best not to reveal it and be those dickheads yeah we don't want to spoil it for you i mean we are dickheads but we we try not to be (laughs) well yeah it's not and it's not quite the scooby-doo endings well well no and no i don't think it is a scooby-doo ending because it's kind of it's a little bit it's darker than a scooby-doo ending. yeah it is oh it's definitely darker it's definitely a it's definitely dark and it's yeah, and the movie is not about. It's not a simple murder mystery. Essentially, it's about it's about possession, and it's about mm. trying to own someone and have them be yours and not let them go, and you know that kind of. I don't, I'm Ooh. trying to describe it without giving too much away. If anything, Rich, that makes it sound so much better than it actually <laughs> yeah. is. Again, <laughs> well, I think that's what the story's about. I'm not sure that's the way this this movie necessarily goes, but I think if mm. I was directing it, that's what I would kind of be concentrating on. Is that kind of they're trying to have that fine line of is it ghosts, is it not ghosts, kind of thing. Yeah. Really, they're truly trying to. Give you two sides of the but coin, you go like, into hey, this, this knowing it's a Poirot movie, <laughs> so you know That's it's not problem, ghosts. You you know it's not a ghost story. You know yeah. you know it's not a horror movie. You know it's not ghosts <laughs> because you know it's a murder mystery movie. So and it, and ghosts don't kill people. Rappers do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Showing your age there now, right? That yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Uh, should we have the play the little game quickly of the the Rotten Tomato game, higher low? Now we got three of these. And oh we can have yeah, it okay. Let's give that. A Why shot. not? And we can start with Murder on the Orient Express, and then we can work on. So uh, thank you, Sequelizers, for this. Mm. And let's start with Murder on the Orient Express, and then you can get a feeling okay. of the whole trilogy. I think. Are we talking? We're talking critic scores for that, yeah. Critic scores first. Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. I think it probably was reasonably well thought of without being mind-blowing. Um, I would probably put it in around the 68 kind of mark. Okay, so Murder on the Express, released in 2017. Feels older than that for some reason in my head. Mm. 60%. Okay, yeah, I'd say it was fair. Audience score? Do you want to have a crack at that? I imagine pr- pretty similar, to be honest. So, like, 65? 54%. 54, okay. Fair enough. That's interesting. We move on to Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile, I imagine, is probably quite similar. I would, <laughs> I'd probably aim for, like, the 60. So, let's go with, like, 60 again. Oh, 61%. <laughs> that was released in 2002. So, these are... I think that had a big gap. Need a big gap, uh, that, yeah. this, this one was held back a lot because, obviously, pandemic and coronavirus. Mm. I was like, wow, they really banged these out too quickly, but they didn't. They just no, the other one was really slate. Held back. Okay. Audience score. Probably probably lower if the first one was lower, I think the second one's probably lower, so probably about fifty. Eighty two percent. Eighty two. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Okay. That's better than I thought. It's interesting. Yeah. I wonder why that would happened. I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. Uh, Haunted in Venice, released in 2023. Okay. I mean, this hasn't been out that long. Um, no, but there are just as many reviews for it as there are okay. nearly for the other two. I, don't, I mean, I don't think critics are going to feel this is a massively impressive movie. But then I could be wrong. I normally am. I'm going to go with like 45. 78%. What? Certified fresh at the moment. What? Why? I love it when they. <laughs> what? what are they watching? I think they just like it, it on camera. It does look massively different. It's very dark. It yeah. has a different tone, and I think people have really liked that. I think I would look for different and things. The, and in the music, movies the music's things. quite good as well. I think yeah, the music, the music is builds good. atmosphere. That is Without that music, this film would. Not work. Yeah, that's very true. I think I'd look for different things in movies than critics do. You know, <laughs> I look I for think so too. it's all about story to me. Like, and I don't think that's always the, the the best way to judge a movie. Maybe anyway, we're not we're not critics. Luckily, we are audience score. Audience score. Oh well, I mean, it's really thrown me that that was higher. Well, maybe about sixty odd then for the audience score. It's currently at 77%. Wow, okay. Wow. Turns out that I'm neither a critic nor a man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised there as well. I thought that the second one and the first one would be very similar on audience score, definitely. But mm. for some reason, people really, really loved us, that second film. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But as a, as a trilogy, how do you feel about it? I think it's all right. Are they going to stop at a trilogy? <laughs> Well, that's my next question. Do you, would you watch another one? Oh, I think I well, I probably would watch another one because I'm an idiot and I like this sort of stuff. I, I quite like detectivey things, um, mm. so yeah. And 
but the problem for me is that the reason I didn't watch the first two straight away is because I already know the stories. And I thought, oh, well, there's no point. Cause I already know who the killer is. I already know what the stories are. Like, is there much point in me watching it? But yeah. yeah, actually, they were reasonably good. So, yeah, I probably would watch another one. And it's not to say that I didn't come out of this one being like, oh, that's rubbish. You know, watch that again. I came out of it going, oh, it was all right. It was fine. It's you know? fine. Classic yeah. Rich line now. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, would you watch, if they did a fourth one, would you want them to go back to an Agatha Christie original story? Yeah. Or would you, but then you just said, you know, the art. The, the yeah, ends. but they're better. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. Like, they've deviated a little from this one. I didn't like it so much. So go back to the old ones, please. And there are others. I haven't, read, I haven't read every Agatha Christie book, so I don't know every story. There's mm. loads. She wrote loads, didn't she? How many? What? Yeah, I only know the ones I watched on ITV. Um, um, to be fair, I don't know. So if there's other stories out there, yeah, I would carry on watching these because. It, they're fine. They're pleasant. They're, they're well. I about said harmless, but the cast. Whoa! She wrote forty-two. Oh, so they got plenty, and I bet it's short stories as well. Yeah. I bet they're all over the place. There are four, oh no, more than that. There, um, there are forty-seven Poirot stories. Ah, oh, so yes, they can carry on, and I think Kenneth Branagh likes making them. To be honest, yeah. at this point, and uh, if not, there's a Doctor Who. She turns up in one of the episodes of Doctor Who with a, a giant. B alien or something <laughs> at some point. Um, okay. In, uh, the David Tennant film, uh, episodes. Right. Uh, so we both agree we quite like these films. Yeah. We quite like them to a new one if it happened. I mean, I, if they stopped, I wouldn't be annoyed. <laughs> let's let's rate these things. Uh, so out of seven, and if it's an unequal sequel, and this is a tough one. I think it's. I think it's an unequal sequel. I don't think it's as good as the first one. But that's just me. Clearly, I'm I'm alone in that because most people think it's better from the sound. So you think it's out of the three, it's the worst one? Yeah, okay. for me it is. But it's still all right. It's still <laughs> fine. We've, we've seen worse. We've definitely seen worse. I don't. I I I would. I'd rather watch Death of the Nile than I would watch this again. Okay. I would. I think maybe a because it's not bad. I would probably give it a four, maybe. Like, whatever is middle yeah well our... three and a half is middle out of seven i probably okay. think it's just a little bit better than middle would so. you recommend it or would you say wait wait until it's on uh, i'll wait streaming. until it's on streaming to be honest yes, it's I a movie you can happily well. watch on the telly you don't need to watch it in the cinema i, I think yeah on a, i think a sunday afternoon yeah yeah it's quite That's a nice Sunday afternoon like me, kind of yeah. movie you know it's like yeah had a feeling of kind of like a an ITV special rather than a, a Hollywood movie. but Is it are. one you can watch with your family or is it too scary, Rich? I wouldn't be watching it with George because okay. not necessarily it'd be too scary, but he'd be bored. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I would put it as probably three, three and a half, four, bang in the middle. It's bang average. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's unequal sequel because I like the second one better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. It is, is an unequal sequel. Did it make any money? Has it made any money yet? Is it anything making money this year apart from Barbie and Oppenheimer and Super Mario Brothers? I don't. I don't think anyone's really smashed it out of the park. Why? Well, it's inter- I'd be interested to see what the budget is of these Poirot movies, though. Let's have a look. 
Right, so, do you want to hear the... Right, should I do the budgets with you? Yeah. Okay, so, Murder on the Orient Express, made for... Da, 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 $55 million. Fair. That's a sensible, that's about, a sensible range. About right. Made yep. 352 worldwide. Okay, there we go. So there we nice. are. Nice. That's why we got a sequel. Um, and then Death on the Nile, which appears to be everybody's favourite. Um... Actually, no, it's the third one's everyone's favourite. It's a 90 million budget, but only made 137 million worldwide. But that was also pandemic. True, true. So that's probably why that didn't make so much money. But mm. 90 million budget, that's big budget, that one. That's a, that's a really big increase. And I wouldn't... Would cast? Yeah, I guess so. Both, visual effects? I'm mean, I a lot of visual effects in those films. Oh, just... mm. that's, this is interesting. Come so, um, life report haunting in Venice budget 15 million, as in one five. That can't be right. Oh, hang on, hang on. No, there isn't a budget on. Ah, oh, okay. IMDb haven't put a budget on. Okay, <laughs> 15 million is what it's made in its opening weekend, <laughs> and so far, worldwide, it's made about 40 million. But it's only been out, it's only been out for a few days, so at this point of recording, yeah. sixty million's the budget. Okay, that's more so sensible. That's more sensible. It's better than that ninety million. It's coming coming back down again. So it, it will. So make it's more made money forty now. million in its opening weekend worldwide. So it's made half its money back already. So those kind of budgets are so sensible at yeah, the moment. I think so. So sensible between forty and sixty million. And then if you can recruit, if you can get to 200 million on that, I think that's a good, you know. Yeah. Depends how much you pay for marketing. But uh, I think both me and Rich agree. Um, wait until it's at home. Yeah. <laughs> Rent it. I mean, by all means, if you want to go to the cinema, go to the cinema. Never put anyone off going to the cinema. You should Absolutely. be should be going to watch movies on the big screen. That's what they're for. I would just choose another one over this. Like. Go see Barbie again. Go see, go see Barbie again. <laughs> I mean, what's that? What's out at the cinema? The Nun Two, maybe not. The Nun Two. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think we've got the Expendables Fours coming. Things like that. Yeah. Rich, see us out. I have to do the outro now. So if my voice gives up, I'm very sorry. This is a, this is probably more talking than I've done in the last two weeks. Anyway, <laughs> if you want more talking where I'm not full of snotty death, then go back and listen to our other episodes. We have got hundreds of them now. Um, we've finished season five. It's done. It's dusted. Season six is in progress. We are getting ready for series six recordings. So keep an eye out for those. They'll be coming relatively soon. Um, but yeah, we've got five series of interview episodes for you to go back and listen to. Make sure you do that. Go back and give them a little listen. While you're there, if you wouldn't mind hitting the little subscribe button, hitting the like button, we'll drop into your pod player of choice every single week. If you really, really like us and you haven't joined us on Another Slice yet, we will be putting our None 2 review on there. So go to anotherslice.com forward slash unequal sequel. It costs two ninety nine a month, which is an absolute bargain. We do th- basically three other podcasts. We've got Disenfranchise, we've got Box Set Mentality, and we do 
extra bits to all our interview episodes so there's loads of stuff on there for you to go and listen to if you want to hear me and dave having to review the twilight movies that's the place to do it get over there and have give it a listen uh, 2.99 a month on another slice it's a bargain give it a try if you can't afford that if that's not if you're not looking to spend money at the moment just get yourself on social media share share the love for the podcast on social media it really helps people find us tap us out a little review on your pod player of choice five stars would be nice um yeah lets people know where we are uh we're on all the social medias for now probably not on twitter for much longer because you know it's going down the toilet isn't it uh, and it's not even called Twitter anymore. But we're on th- we're on there for now. We're on Instagram. We're on Threads. We're on TikTok. We're on Blue Sky. And you can find us on Letterboxd as well if you want to look at the reviews of things we've watched. And we are at Unequal Sequel and all of those. If you don't do social media at all, then by all means, drop us an email. We are unequalsequel at hotmail.com. Get in touch. We will read out all your comments in our end-of-month roundup. So tell us what you thought of Haunting in Venice. I know you said Death in Venice then, but it's not. It's a Haunting in Venice. I keep saying Merchant in Venice, so you're doing well. <laughs> That's a very different book. Yeah. Well done. I, I thought, halfway through that, I thought, I really should have done this this week to save his voice. <laughs> Uh, but no uh, for another slice of listeners the next episode of Disenfranchised has been pushed back a week well it will be coming out in the next few days yes because Rich literally had no voice so sorry we can't push him so much that is coming very soon also we're very happy to announce we are we've been nominated uh, oh yeah UK Independent Podcast Awards uh, 2023 in the film and TV category we have Um, been which was it's it's very nice. Do you know what? Um, I am really looking forward to going to those awards, sitting at the back and losing to the cine mile. <laughs> <laughs> Have you practiced your laser face? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it'd be like this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can see it, but you know it's fair. <laughs> We're gonna be there on the event, so uh, if you're there, uh, make sure you can come say hi. You cannot miss us. No. One of us is short and ginger, and the other one looks like he's protection for the guy. <laughs> we are called unequal sequel for a reason yeah. <laughs> anyway that's all i've got to say thank you for listening we will be back next week for the roundup which we're recording in a couple of days because we're having a few we're both going away this weekend yeah um, i'm going to france if they'll let me in and i'm going to budapest if Woo-hoo! they let me in they will let me in <laughs> uh, so it's gonna be fun so we'll be back next week and then we can carry on with everything thanks very much it's a bye-bye from me and it's a bye-bye from him bye see you next week sequel to this week have a good week bye-bye <laughs>